are available to help you with your fundraising planning. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by the Executive Associate Dean of the Indiana University Lilly Family School Philanthropy, my good colleague, Dr. Patrick Rooney. And Patrick's been at this work for more than two decades, analyzing Giving USA data on charitable giving in the United States and how you can utilize that data for your fundraising success. You know, Patrick, from one year to the next, this report often is similar. But not this year. This year's report is more complex than we've seen in quite some time. Yeah, that's right, Bill. Well, we probably heard our children say about relationships that it's complicated. Yes. And that's what we're going to say about Giving USA this year, that it's complicated. So we have opposing forces and trends, and then we have to net out what's the net net. So the net net is a good number, $428 billion, you know, the second highest on record. On the other hand, it's down slightly overall from last year's revised data. So um, what we know is that um, the economy was growing very robustly, 5%. Um, growth in GDP, personal incomes were growing over 5%. You know, those are normally great suggestions of growth and giving, right? Um, on the other hand, we know people don't give just because of the tax code, right? You know, that would be irrational to give mm -hmm. only because of the tax deduction. But what we see is that the tax code does affect some individuals, doesn't affect everyone. But you know we had marginal changes in the top marginal tax rate. So ignoring that, I don't think that played an important role. But I do think that the number of itemizers, that you know does have an impact. So we went from having about 30% of itemizers historically, now we're going, we're looking at 10, 15% itemizers at most. And so I think for them, they may have been thinking about their taxes and saying, well, am I going to give as much? Am I going to give at all? Because of this change in the tax itemization status. So in 2017, Giving USA reported $410 billion of charitable giving in the United States. In 2018, the number increased to $428 billion. However, that increase is slower than the rate of inflation, and that's a big difference in this year's report. Patrick, you mentioned the economy. You mentioned the potential influence of the tax policy at the federal level that changed in 2017. Again, some of the other complicating factors. Yes, the economy was rolling right along until the final fiscal quarter when we know about 40% of individuals make their charitable donations. So we don't know what effect just yet that has played, but that's factored into this as well. Yeah. So one of the things that we know is that for high net worth households and ultra high net worth households, a lot of their charitable gifts are given indirectly. They go to a foundation or a donor advice fund first, and then they're given out from those sources. Um, and we saw a fairly rapid decline in giving to foundations last year. And I think that for a lot of individuals and families that giving to their, creating a family foundation or more likely new gifts to a family foundation is kind of a game day decision. So mm -hmm. they're looking at year end and the stock market trailed off at year end. And so, you know, they may have said, well, let's wait till next year and see what happens to the stock market. Let's wait to realize any of these capital gains until we, you know, we're in better, sure, uh, firmer mm -hmm. ground. And so I think that had an impact, also had an impact for some people because in 2017, they were pre-giving. Yes. And so some people said in December, the middle of December 2017, when the tax bill was enacted um, or passed, uh, they said, I may not be an itemizer next year, 
I'm going to create a donor advice fund. In fact, you and I chatted with somebody from one of the commercial DAF firms, and they said they were working 20 hours a day, seven days a week, the last two weeks in December, creating new DAF accounts. And so clearly some individuals pre-gave in 2017, so we see somewhat of an artificial blip up from that, and then you know an adjustment in 2018 uh, as people are uh, adjusting to the new tax environment. So again, all these countervailing factors are influencing this year's report where again, charitable giving went up from 410 billion to 428 billion, but did not keep pace with inflation. And Patrick, I know there are some differences in terms of where the dollars came from, but predominantly individuals are still in the lead. Foundations went up just a little bit, businesses and bequest giving kind of in the range of where they've normally been. Of course, fundraisers are always interested, where did these dollars go? So giving USA reports nine subsectors, what do we see in this year's data? So this is another area of the complication because historically, some years we've seen every single subsector going up or every single subsector going down. And this year we see much greater heterogeneity, right? So we have a bimodal distribution in the sense that um, two subsectors skyrocketed. So giving to international and giving to environment and, and animals went up dramatically. And then we had a couple subsectors, health, human services, uh, and uh, arts and culture were pretty flat. And then the rest of them went down in nominal and inflation-adjusted dollars. And so um, giving to foundation, foundations, as I mentioned. But religion, you know, we saw that research from, the, um, from Pew talking about, you know, this rapid increase in the nuns and not the ones that I had with the habits when right. in grade school. These are the, the people who are not religiously affiliated, right? So as that, you know, and I think it's almost a tautological statement. If you're not attending mass, mass, synagogue, congregation, you're not giving to religion, okay? And so what we see is with the rise in the nuns, a number of people, they're not saying they're not spiritual. They're not saying they don't believe in a higher power or, or some configuration like that. But what they are saying is, we're not going to mass, mass, synagogue, congregation. And so they're not giving to formal religious institutions. Um, I think education had had a, you know, a great year in 2017, and so we see a little bit of a re reversion to the mean or regression to the mean mm -hmm. um, for them. And public society benefit, United Ways are continuing to see uh, erosion. Um, they're still raising a lot of money, right? So this is, you know, it's a myth that United Ways are not raising money. They're just not raising as much as they used to. So again, in 2016, all nine subsectors increased faster than the rate of inflation. That was only the sixth time in 50 years that that happened. And then in 2017, eight of the nine subsectors increased faster than inflation. The only one that did not was international. And our speculation is a big reason for that was not as many international disasters in terms of earthquakes and tsunamis and, and things of that nature. So that's kind of good news that why international didn't increase. But this year, as you mentioned, it's just kind of all over the place and fundraisers need to look into their subsector as they talk to their donors. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, for fundraisers, you know, the bottom line is this is still a great environment for philanthropy, um, but it's going to be more about altruism than it is a tax deduction. It's going to be more about a true philanthropic commitment because whether it's a charitable bequest, there'll be very few people filing estate taxes. So it has to be an altruistic motivation. There's going to be far fewer people who are itemizers. And so, again, it's going to be a philanthropic impulse that's 
motivated by altruism and not a tax deduction. And so again, when we look at charitable giving, we need to be talking to our donors. We need to continue to look at the economic data. We also need to continue to look at public policy data. And what we don't know, is this just kind of a, a one-year, a one-off kind of a development? Is this going to be a trend? That's something that we all need to be watching for moving forward. In the meantime, Patrick, what advice do you have for fundraisers in terms of how they can utilize this data for fundraising success? Yeah. So. In a couple of ways, you know, one is what's happening in terms of individuals, bequests, and so on. Um, you know, what are those macro level trends, and then what are the subsector trends? But I think also, you know, you know, you can't benchmark your organization exactly against Giving USA mm -hmm. because every organization is different. It would be highly improbable, from my perspective, if any one charity looked exactly like what our results mm -hmm. are for Giving USA. On the other hand, it does reflect that. You know that the taxes matter, so you know if you're a fundraiser, you know you really have to be aware of, you know this may not be the same type of fundraising environment that you're going to have to have more direct appeals to the philanthropic impulse, a pure altruistic impulse, and at the same time, uh, your high net worth and ultra high net worth households still will be itemizers and they will still be considering. Uh, the tax effects, whether for bequest gift or intervivos gift. So be aware of these Giving USA data on charitable giving. Obviously, keep your ear to the ground on economic trends, which are like the weather forecast. They're not a guarantee, but they can help you prepare and point you in the right direction. And of course, Patrick, when we talk about taxes, the public policy discussion continues. And again, the speculation at this point is it wasn't necessarily the lower rates or the change in the estate tax, that if taxes had an impact, it was that fewer people are itemizing. And and uh, there are some proposals that continue to work through the federal pipeline on this whole issue of itemization. What can fundraisers be watching for in that regard? Yeah, so, you know, if, if we were the cheerleaders for philanthropy and, mm -hmm. and not studying it in a dispassionate, rational manner, but if we were putting on our cheerleader, um, you know, outfits, we would be hoping that there would be universal charitable deduction or a tax credit for non-itemizers. So. Um, I think both of those would have a very positive effect on stimulating giving. Uh, and in fact, our estimates that we did research that was commissioned by an independent sector, and our estimates were that if we had a universal charitable de deduction or if we had a 25% tax credit, that the stimulative effects from those would outweigh the negative effects of the tax itemization loss. And so as you're paying attention to your fundraising, your donors, the charitable giving data, and also the economy, wherever you fall on the political spectrum, as you're talking to your member of Congress and uh, your U.S. Senators, also some information to keep in mind relating to public policy. Now, this Giving USA report, the uh, executive summary is available free of charge through our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. And then if you add the forward slash followed by the fundraising school, you find information about our courses, which are all over the United States. We're within about a five-hour drive of every person living in the continental 48 states. Uh, you also will find information about our custom training. We will tailor make courses just for you, your organization, your association, your region, and bring them to you where you can train a large number of people for a much lower cost. Of course, we have our quarterly webinars, and then these free podcasts are available to, you use, to, to use for yourself, as well as for staff training and board development as well. Again, philanthropy, iupui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. With Dr. Patrick Rudy, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the fundraising school. Mm -hmm.